Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away for another Vaughan boundary. <laughs> well, he's a great fieldsman. Philip Tuffner, he often falls over and he's brought it into his batting as well. Hello everyone and welcome to the Vaughan and Tuffers Cricket Club podcast brought to you by The Telegraph. Michael Vaughan, Phil Tufnell and me, Ben Wright, with you, reflecting on a sobering third test for England in which they were thumped, losing to India by 434 runs in Rajkot. Brendan McCullough and Ben Stokes have both come out swinging in defence of England's style of play, but for the first time since McCullough has taken over, questions are being asked of his approach. The three of us will be discussing how much England need to change if they are to salvage anything from this series and if India have exposed serious weaknesses in the much-lauded basketball approach. We'll also check in with our man in India, the Telegraph's chief cricket correspondent Nick Holt, who will give us an update from the camp ahead of the fourth test later this week. Okay, morning, Mike. Morning, Phil. How are you? How are you? Uh, how are you coping with an England loss? Well, it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Uh, England got themselves into a couple of decent positions during that Test match. Uh, Thirty odd for three with the ball in the first morning, and then two hundred for two. And yeah, when you when you're rolling out of bed at four o'clock in the morning to watch it, 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 it just felt disappointing. But it's, it's one of those test matches for me that can sometimes happen in India. Yeah. You can feel um, you're in a reasonable position, and you're thinking to yourself in the morning, "Come on, lads, we just have a couple of good sessions here, and we're in the game, if not ahead of the game." And the next thing you know, you're beaten by 450 runs, and you don't quite know where it's come from. So yeah. uh, I'm sure they'll be disappointed. But it, it, it's India, take nothing away from India. That's how you play Test match cricket yeah. in India. It was just a perfect sort of template of Test match cricket from the Indians. Mike, we were texting each other on Saturday. I asked you whether it was the worst day of the Basball era. Uh, you suggested it might have been day two at Lords and the Ashes. Uh, but it was definitely up there, right? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, playing in India is not easy. It's uh, the hardest place to play, in, in my opinion. But you know, where, where you get a, a bit frustrated that this England side just play one way with the batting hand, and what frustrates me with it is that when they're actually in the field, they don't just play one way. You know, they do have uh, in and out fields at times. They go on the attack at times with fielders around the bat, but they then go on the defensive when a, bat, a batting partnership develops. So they they know how to go up and down in the gears. Um, when they're out in the field, and, and Ben Stokes has been a, a magnificent captain. You know, he's tinkering his methods and his bowling changes, and the selections have been, you know, throughout this whole tour pretty much spot on. The frustration for me is that they're not learning with the bat in hand that to play Test match cricket against the better teams, you can't just play one method. You can't just play one way. There's no great sporting team that's only ever played one way. You know, the the, the best I guess analogy is. Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. I mean, he changes his style every game. Yeah. 
in inside the games. <laughs> he's always tinkering his style, his uh, formations. You know, look at the Champions League last year. They they won it for the first time because he shored up his defence and went a little bit, if you like, more defensive and just made sure that they could win the odd game 1-0. Yeah. So if Pep Guardiola, probably one of the greatest leaders, sporting managers in the history of sport, is changing the way that his team plays to get him a Champions League victory, I would suggest that it might be worth the Baz Ballers just having a look at Pep and saying, well, if it's good enough for Pep, it might be good enough for us. Uh, Mark, Mark, Mike, do you, do you think England need to play with a false nine? <laughs> they need, they need, they need Erling Haaland. <laughs> they need to sign Erling Haaland and put him in at number four or five. Massive lad. <laughs> get it into his feet, get it in the air, and that'll be fine for England. But you know, my point is that you know, if you play one way, an opposing side can plan to play against you. I think on that day three. I think India knew that England would come out playing all those yeah. shots. And I think if you yeah. know that as a team and as a captain, you can plan for that. What England should have yeah. done in that opening session, in particular Joe Root, all right, the, the reverse ramp, it's a shot he's played well and he's played it with great success. But ultimately, it's all about when you play the shot. Yeah. And if you're playing it when you're on top, i.e. at Edgebaster when England are winning or against New Zealand the previous summer when you're on 120, it's absolutely fine. But when you get out doing so 20 minutes into day three, when you're still 226 behind India in the first innings of the game and Ashwin's not there and you don't think he's going to come back. Yeah. He did end up coming back, but you don't at that time think he's going to come back. You know, I just think it's not the right option at that time. You know, if Jerry plays it after lunch and he's 75 not out and England are within 120, I go, brilliant. That's the way to play it. Get at them. Try all your tricks. But you've got to earn the right to play those kind of shots. And it just was the the wrong wrong time for the wrong shot. And that was where it really escalated in, in terms of that collapse of the England team. I think also, from what I can remember vaguely back in 1992, was the bloke on the tannoy, you know, really started to annoy me, okay, because he kept coming over, you know, this is the highest record fourth wicket partnership on a Tuesday, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then they'd get another, another 20 or 30, this is the world record championship partnership on a Wednesday or something like that. And they grind you down. Those partnerships, you know, if you're in the field and it's 30 odd degrees and it's red hot and, you know, the crowd are screaming and everything, you look, you're looking for someone to play a strange shot or get out just to break that partnership yeah. so you can have a fresh bloke to bowl at. You know, and, and if you're in the field and you always know that there's going to be a risky shot coming or something like that, it just keeps you going. But if you know, if you're getting knocked around for half a day, it's soul destroyed. And that's what India, you know, and I was impressed with Sarfraz, the new little youngster who came in. I thought mm. he was a look, 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 fine player as well and read the situation and then went on the attack and then knocked it around, rotated strike, all the all the sort of normal stuff yeah. that you look to do when you're sort of trying to wear down a side in the field. And then when the guys came out with the bat, well, in that fourth innings, you know, they were shot, they were done. And, and that's how it goes in India. But Phil, whatever, you know, the England team in, in two years have played this brand, which is great. You know, I get up at four o'clock in the morning, very rarely excited to watch cricket. You know, let's be honest, you, you, yeah. you're always getting up at four o'clock. Whatever you're going to watch, you're like, oh, what am I doing getting up at this time? But actually, I'm genuinely excited watching this England side. So um, I have to criticise them, and we do because they made mistakes. But 
I actually enjoy the way that they play. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite, it's yeah. quite amusing. Oh, it gives, yeah. it gives us so much to talk about. But fund, fundamentally, the frustration for me is, sport is about entertainment, but also it's about winning and it's about lifting trophies. And the big trophies in our era, that playing in, in cricket at the minute, is the Ashes series and India. They're the two big series that you want to really make sure that you're peaking with your team playing the right style to win those series over a five-match series. The best team always comes out on top. You know, I, I've never known. I mean, I guess last year's Ashes, you could argue that England were the best team and they didn't end up with the Ashes, but they didn't end up with the Ashes, so that's a fact. Yeah. And at the minute, England didn't win in New Zealand because they didn't enforce the follow-on in the second test and they didn't chase down that 280. So they lost that second test, so they drew the series. They didn't win the Ashes because of the mistakes they made in Test 1 and 2. And this is a you know a, a sporting team. Generally, when you look at them develop, you go, oh, have they learned from the past? You know, are they learning on the job? And this was a, a week where you look back to Lords when Nathan Lyon hobbled off when England were 182 for one and suddenly collapsed to the bouncer theory. And we were all saying at the time, just bat an hour. Yeah. And you've got yeah. Pat Cummins and his team bat an hour. You know, you don't have to play this ultra risky all the time. Play it in an hour or so once the bouncer theory's gone. You know, when Pat Cummins is scratching his head going, what do I go to? They didn't learn at Lords, And on day three here, Ashwin's not there. And you're just thinking, for a session, please, <laughs> just sit in and just play. They're still going to score at threes and fours because it's the way they play. Yeah. Yeah. So just sit in, bat that first session. And by the way, if you were a bowler in this England side, you, you, you won't publicly say it, but you'd be pissed off. You don't get any rest. <laughs> yeah. You, you do not get a chance to sit in that dressing room, have a brew, have a massage, put your feet up, because before you know it, you're back out there bowling. I don't care you know, who you are, what you are. The game of Test Match cricket has never changed. That bowlers in 36 degrees, you need a day in the dressing room, Phil, don't you? You need a day chilling Absolutely. out, relaxing, ice baths, energy, whatever it may be that the individuals take on board. And if you're back out there after 71 overs, I'm sorry, you've got no, no energy, very difficult to, to, to bowl with that oomph. No surprising in the second innings that uh, India just uh, pummeled England to all parts. Yeah, in, in, in 92, I felt that we were in the field every day of that tour. <laughs> it felt <laughs> like it. And it, it is. It's, it, it wears you down. You know, some of the guys, I started, I was six foot two when I started that tour. I came back, I was about five foot nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, suppose, I suppose I was going to ask that, is the occasional thrashing like this the price you pay for the thrilling cricket that's been served up over the last couple of years? I was reading somebody who was saying that watching this England cricket team is a bit like being the parent to a toddler. You can't take your eyes off them because they're going to do either do something incredibly entertaining or something life life threatening. Yeah, and, and, and you, you know this, this absolutely summed up perfectly. I mean, and, and this week we had a, an, an incredible moment. Ben Duckett's hundred was up there with with the great hundreds. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's right up there yeah. with Ollie Pope's 196. Magnificent. But, you know, ultimately, I, I get, I, again, it is it is about, you know, we have to accept that England are going to play this way, this one way. But I'll keep saying it. If they play just this one way, they're not going to lift trophies. You know, they're not going to lift the big big trophy, which is what it's about. And it, it, it is about, at times, I think mental toughness actually is when a team accepts that they can't play the way that they want to play all the time. I think if you're just going to play one way, I think I, th I think Ben, that that's quite mentally weak of yeah. the England side. Say that is just the way we play. That's what we're about. We're not stopping. We're not changing. 
And I go, well, if you're going to do that, uh, good teams will always work away because I think the likes of Australia, the likes of India, I think England can have two great sessions, but they'll always give you a chance in the next session if they keep playing ultra risky. Yeah. In one session, yeah. and you look at the sessions over the course of the last uh, test match and the previous test match, you can probably pinpoint one session that England have just been blown away. And when they get blown away, it just allows these better teams uh, into the equation far too quickly. And not many of the good teams will uh, give you a sniff once they're in. The interesting thing, though, is, um, or the irony, if you like, that the most adaptable batsman in that lineup is Ben Stokes. He he can play the situation. Mm. Um, so why is he not imparting that on the rest of the team? Well, I'm not too... I mean, he, he, for me, is the smartest cricket that England have had. You know, the way that he... Uh, sees through pressure moments, some of the innings that he's played, the way that he's read, uh, the state of playing World Cup finals twice, uh, the headly innings, the innings yeah. at Lords last year. He's just a, a wonderfully clever cricketer. So it, 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 that's why it frustrates me yeah. when Joe Root plays a shot yeah. that he plays, that you kind of watch it go, Joe, you, you just don't need to be playing it at that stage. And why is he playing it? And he'll say, oh, because it's a shot that I play well. Yeah, of course. But when you're trying to get back into the Test match and when you're trying to just eat your way towards that first innings of what India has... Is that option the right option, really? The high-risk option, yeah. is it really worth taking on against? Jasper Brummer has probably got two overs to bowl, and then you've got a spell from Siraj, and you've got Jadeja half-fit, and Ashwin's not there. It's just not the right... I don't care what anyone says, it's not the right option at that stage. And um, Yeah, this is. I think this next week is interesting for England because you know they'll say, oh, batting first is crucial uh, in India. It is, but I think the way that England are batting, if they do bat first in the next test, in Ranchi, if they bat the way that they're batting, I think they'll still get bowled out cheaply mm. or not get a big, yeah. big score, which you need to put this Indian batting lineup under pressure. And when you look at India, KL Rahul will come in for Patida, so they're going to be stronger for that at number four. They've got the two opening players now that have got hundreds in the series. Rohit Sharma got dropped in the first inning, gets a hundred, so he'll be full of confidence. Yassis Wee Jaiswal's wonderful. Yeah. Two double centuries already. You've got to think that he's going to score some more runs. Shubman Gill's in form, then KL Rahul at number. Uh, four, they've got Safris Khan, who looks a player, a really good player. He's going to get a few runs. The new keeper, Jarrell, looks like he can bat as well. And then you've got Jadeja. You've got seven, their top seven, who all look in decent form. If you go from one to seven in the England batting lineup, I'm not too sure you can say many of them are in great form. Yeah, but Mike, when, when, I mean, being a batsman yourself, and me perhaps not quite so much, um, when, um, you know, when you go out to bat, are you, are you not, you know, when you, you, you come together at the end of the over? Well, what I'm trying to say is, is when you go out to bat, do you know what you're doing like that? Or do you just go out there, you know, and you play in. Like, what, what are you talking about at the end of the over? When you're going to lunch or something, I mean, what you're doing this evening? Wow. I, mean, I know what you do, but are you saying, no, hold it? on a minute? Umrah's just got one over left. Let's see him off. Then we got this. Let's mm. target him. Is all that going on? Or as you, as you said, are you all just saying, where are we going to lunch, dinner? Uh, but th th this is the England side that always tries to look at a way to try and put the bowler under pressure. And putting a bowler under pressure, in, in, in their opinion, is by scoring runs. You know, that's what they're always trying to do, score runs, put them under pressure. Knowing that Ashwin wasn't there, knowing that Jadeja's not fully fit, Look, it, it, it would make common sense if you were out there in the middle going, Jasper Brun's probably got two more overs. Let's get him out of the attack. Yeah. Get rid of him. Yeah. By the way, Siraj is good, but we feel that we can possibly put Siraj under a bit more pressure than Bumrah. But let's get rid of Bumrah. He's world-class. And by the way, if we're still there at lunch, 
and we go into the afternoon session where it gets a bit hotter, a bit warmer, and they're into their yeah. second and third spells, well, we can cash in. I, I don't think Test yeah. cricket has changed that much to think that those conversations no. should still be happening with this thing. Like, if they're not happening, Phil, well, I have to say they're becoming a dumb team because yeah. if you're not having those conversations to work out that it's worth seeing off a, a good bowler and just get him out of the attack and then get him into his next spell and maybe seeing his second spell off, knowing that by 2.30 in the afternoon when he comes to his third and fourth, you can apps. I don't care how great you are. If you get into your third yeah. and fourth spell and you're still out there facing that same bowler, you'll get him. Yeah. And it's all about earning yeah. the right of when you can get a great bowler. This England side just think, you know, well, it's almost like, I wonder if they're becoming so egotistical in their own kind of methods that they, they just think that that's not the right message to be sending. You know, that's not the right yeah. image that they want to portray that they're going to see off a bowler because it's not what they're about. Um I, again, I'll just say, if they don't start learning these kind of skills in Test Match Cricket against quality bowlers, quality teams, yeah. they'll continue to have the odd week on the odd day or two, like we saw in uh, Radcott. Yeah. I'd tell you also as well, it, it was a good point there. You say that I think this England team think they put, by scoring runs, puts pressure under a bowler. Well, obviously it does. But there are a couple of ways to skin a cat here. Sometimes, I can remember when I was bowling on flat pitches, you know, and they'd, they'd, they'd sort of, I don't know, block out a maiden, you know, but then they'd look at you and sort of smile, you know, <laughs> and they'd just sort of go, well, you're not getting me out with that, you know what I mean? And then, you know, just because, oh, maiden, oh, lovely, oh, a bolder maiden, but deep down in your head, you're thinking, well, he's just, he's just, he's just playing me about here. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's knocking me out. He's getting, you know, like the old cow. Mm-hmm. Well, Phil, Phil, the old Phil, Phil, when you hear you know the skipper at the end of the test match, he said oh, his, his intentions was never to bat the whole day on day three. Well, yeah, you know, I he didn't said that in his post match. He said he never intended to bat the whole day because he didn't want a boring draw. I was like, what? So you've played in such a risky fashion that you've ended up losing by four hundred and thirty-four yeah. <laughs> with yeah. with a day with a day to spare. I mean, it's, 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 you know, you, you go to the casino and, and, and you're putting all in every single hand. You're not going to win that much, are you? You've got yeah. to play the cards carefully. Oh, yeah. And I just think England have just got to play a bit better at poker. I think they've just got to become yeah. a team that if they're, if the opposition know that this England side are and all they do is go all in all the time. Their chips are always yeah. on the table. I just don't think you yeah. can be that lucky with the cards. Yeah. I think they've just got to no. play poker a little bit better, a bit smarter. <laughs> don't always go in. Bluff. What about a bit of bluffing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, bluff the opposition. Lovely. By the way, we can defend for an hour. <laughs> we've got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we've, uh, we're obviously focusing on England, um, uh, but we mentioned India. They're 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 really strong. Are you talking about the lineup, Mike? But um, obviously, um, Jai Swal hitting a second consecutive double century. How how good is that guy? Oh, oh. oh he's, he's he's the next superstar, Ben. You know, I guess against the moving ball, against the bouncing ball, uh, until he's done that, you, you kind of question whether you can put him in the great category and he's only at the start of his yeah. career. But oh, I will say now, he's going to be a great player. You know, to get do two double centuries, his bat swing, his method. And he does go up and down in the gears. His first 18 runs in the second innings came off 50-odd balls. So what he did is, and again, as for a young player who likes to be attacking, he, he, he just took the sting out of the yeah. game. He just said to England, all right, we're not going to give you much. What England needed in the Indian second innings is three or four quick early wickets. And then you went, nah, 
not going to give you that. We're just going to play conventionally. Uh, Shubman Gill just played nice and controlled. Then all of a sudden, when they went, um, and, and Ben Duckett has taken full credit for that innings, and he, as in he Phil, he said it's all down, <laughs> down to the England team. <laughs> Listen, what? what? <laughs> I wish I could take credit for other people's not. Yeah, it's proper chutzpah, isn't it? <laughs> That's down to me, that is. That's because of me. Listen, what, one thing that I noticed about Ben, and, and the same with that Sarfraz as well, is that, you know, that, that the ball was spinning a little bit and the odd one was bouncing, the odd one keeping low. What they've got is a very solid defence, a very good solid defensive push to the spin bowlers and a very good sort of back foot clip or work. To, to the spin bowlers. They always look to rotate the strike, but they bowled pretty nicely to that jazz while I thought the spin bowlers until he went. Yeah. But I never saw him get in a position like where he sort of like, sort of, we used to call it half cock, where you're sort of like back, forward, oh no, I've been done a little bit and there's a bit of sort of action. There might be an inside edge. It might bounce and hit the glove. It might go to short leg or silly point. He covered everything outside his off stump to the spin bowlers, which then makes you just start thinking, well, crikey, you know, where's my best ball going <laughs> to get him out? And then all of a sudden you take away your guys that are up there trying to sort of catch him because you just don't think you're going to get the edge of his bat and hit the pad and get a catch sort of like silly point a short leg. So he's got the, t- it, it, they look like, well, of course they do. They look like they've been brought up on these pitches all their lives. They know how to play spin and they know how to work it around and slowly sort of like death of a thousand cuts until they want to start pumping you about. Yeah, and, and this is a young chap that's just had to fight all his career. Yeah. You know, he, he's had to fight just to play cricket, first and foremost. He had to travel a huge amount of uh, miles from his family to, to, to live around the Madan Oval in Mumbai. Uh, he had to sleep under the bridge. Yeah. He sold sweets on the street and then that mentality that toughness that desperation yeah. has gotten to where he's uh he's at now and that that ability to be aggressive that just all comes from the indian way it's the ipl you know these players are brought up trying to whack the ball and hit the ball out the ground um oh, he's, a, he's a wonderful player and you know again this the indian side it just proves whoever they put out it's not easy to beat them on home territory there's no virat Kohli, there's no Rishabh pant there's no mohammed sham there's no kale rahul this week so four players that you could say on a given week could win in India a Test match on their own, but the same Indian side with, with in particular Safras Khan and Jarrell, those two players look like they're going to be around the Indian side for a while. Yeah. You know, I think India are going to get stronger in the next two games. I, I've never known many home teams when they start to get on a roll in their own conditions get worse as the, the series goes yeah. on. Generally, it's the opposing team that are on the on the road in the hotels away from the families. Um, players struggling for a little bit of rhythm and form. I've not known many players, Phil, in the history of Test right. cricket that have struggled in the first part of an India tour that suddenly have found form at the back end. Yeah. It just wears you down. The pressure starts to build. And you know that's why in- England's engine room of four and five of Root and Bairstow, you know, that really is the pivotal figs. The top three, they're playing nicer. The, the, the three younger players. And I think that's a real positive for him. Whatever happens here, you know, that top three look like they're going to be around the test arena for quite a while. And, you know, again, yeah. we, we always talk about the Ashes because it's a big, big trophy. And I just want this England England side to just understand that if, if they want to win in Australia in a year and a half's time, they can. I honestly generally believe they could beat Australia in Australian conditions, yeah. but they have to just learn 
the ebbs and flows of Test match cricket that little bit better. They have to accept that they're going to have to just change one or two things in the dressing room in terms of the conversations, that it can't all be positive, positive, positive. I mean, there's some some messages, Phil, that come out of the dressing room that, let's be honest, you, you have to laugh at. You really do have to. Yeah. Jimmy Anderson said, oh, we'll chase 600 the week before. I mean, give us, give us a breather, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, then Ben Duckett this week, how many do you want to chase, Ben? The more, the merrier. I mean, I mean <laughs> they're just starting to sound a little bit silly. <laughs> You know, and, 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 yeah. and they are a, 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 they're a bundle of energy to watch. But sometimes, now and again, I think you've got to accept as a team that you're not doing everything right. Yeah. You know, when you get hammered, it's the yeah. it's the biggest victory that India have ever had in their Test cricket history. Yeah. Four hundred and thirty-four. Then then is the time to go as an England side. Okay, yes, we have made mistakes. Maybe they're saying that in the dressing room, but publicly. They yeah. never, ever accept that they've made mistakes. Yeah, well, it was the second biggest loss for England by runs. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, it's an absolute shellacking. Last time we lost by that many runs was in 1934 and Don Bradman got a double century. The Don. <laughs> the Don's popped in. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and they just need to be a little bit careful, I think, about that. I mean, listen, I love it. I love all the positivities you said. I love watching this team. It's great. And they've been fantastic for Test cricket. But I just think they need to sort of temper that a little bit because I've been looking at a little bit of social media and what have you. And I know they say they block out all this white noise. But I think they, I think that sort of like the Test playing sort of family are now – they're starting to rub people up the wrong way a little bit, you know, mm. with this, you know, let's come on, we'll chase 600, come on, the more the merrier. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit flippant, if you know what I'm trying to say there. They need to perhaps just be a little bit more, you know, just drag that back a little bit. And as you said, Mike, sometimes, sometimes there's nothing wrong with going out there saying we got absolutely walloped, yeah. we didn't play very well. You know, you can still have that positivity, but just to say that it doesn't matter because that's the way, you know, not, that, nothing worse than just saying, oh, well, that doesn't matter. We move on, you know. <laughs> you, you don't want the rest of the world thinking you're a smug cricket team with some of the comments that you make. You know, I, I look no. at the All Blacks. The All Blacks are, are one of the great sporting institutions. They never, ever come across as anything but humble. Yeah. You know, whenever yeah. any of their players are interviewed, it's always humble. And this England side, just you know, just just recently, particularly when they've lost, they do come out with some comments that are getting the rest of the world ears perked up, and and they don't want to be a side that people are looking forward to them getting hammered. <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. want to be that team where the rest of the world and people are going, "I hope you get hammered." Because I tell you what, you're going to eat your, eat your own words. And that's not a, you don't want that as a side. And, and, and I don't generally believe the group of players that England have are that kind of, uh, that kind of mentality. No, no, no. They're not those kind of individuals. So, and I think no. Ben Duckett, I, I just think Ben Duckett says things tongue in cheek. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't quite. And it's also, I think the skill of a team is to know when to throw certain players out to the yeah. media. Yeah, that's a good point. So Ben Duckett actually didn't speak the night he was 130 not out. Mark Wood spoke, you know, and I think if he'd have spoken the night it was 133, it'd all been positive about Ben Duckett's innings. He comes the next night when he's going to have been bowled out for 319 and collapsed, and you ask him about his innings, but then he has to talk about the team who are in a, a, a real precarious position, and he comes out with his quotes. I think it's picking and choosing when the individuals within the team, and this team now know who they are, 
And Ben Duckett has, has done a few, and he, he, he makes me laugh because he comes out with yeah. some stuff that gets us all talking. You go, oh, no, Ben, what are you saying? But I think within a team, you've got to know when to put certain individuals to the media, and uh, I think England got that wrong as well yeah, this yeah. week. Uh, you mentioned Root and Bairstow, the, the middle order. Um, it's obviously an issue in this series. Um, last week, Mike, you pulled out some stats, some very good stats uh, about Root and how mm. he's struggling with spin in the Baz ball era. But overall, I was looking at some stats of my own. Uh, Pre-Baz, Root averaged 49.2 at 54.7. And since uh, McCullum took over, he's averaging 51.5 at 74.8. So... It's it's not like he can't do basketball or basketball doesn't work for him, um, but he's got to turn his form around. Do you think he's going to be able to do that on this tour? Is that now Stokes' main captaincy challenge? I mean, Ben it, <clears throat> Joe Root's a world class player, so he's going to score runs. You know, if you look at his best innings in the basketball era, I, I go back to that first test at uh, Edgebaston day one. That hundred that he scored was a Joe Root hundred. He wasn't reverse ramping on that day one at Edgebaston. He was just playing Joe Root shots through the covers on the leg side. He wasn't dancing down to Nathan Lyon trying to hit him out of Birmingham. He was just playing the Joe Root method. So those those stats don't surprise me, but it's his stats that I highlighted against spin. That is the issue. And he's, a, he's in my opinion, the best player of spin with Graham Gooch. And they have dramatically dropped. So he averages just over 30 against spin, gets out every 42 balls, have a high, have a, as I highlighted in the last podcast. His last 13 innings in Test Match cricket, he averages 25. So there's no point in saying that he's not out of form. Or he's, not, he's not in runs at the minute. And this England side, if they want to compete against the best teams and win the big series, they need their number four. And I'll keep saying it, Joe Root is a classic car. He purrs. He doesn't need to be the boy racer. Let the others be the boy racers. And by the way, boy racers, I believe, get caught out eventually. But if you're a classic car and you're such a good classic car, just carry on. Just carry on purring. And I just think the management aren't quite getting it right. They don't sit Joe Root down and just say, please, Joe, just just bat. Just play. And if I was one of those bowlers, Phil, I would also sit with Joe and say, Joe, any chance you can bat for a bit of time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us a breather. You know, so I, I just think all this messaging and all this kind of way of playing, it's almost like yeah. they've just got a little bit lost. Yes, they've won a lot of games, but ultimately I think you get defined on the trophies that you lift. And do you think in the next 10 years when we're sat around talking about Ben Stokes' captaincy, do you think we'll go, oh, well, that was amazing, that area. And, and so we'll say, oh, yeah, what did, well, they won that series in Pakistan. Do you think that's all they want to be remembered for? You know, you've got young players like Duckett, Crawley. A lot of these players, they haven't won Ashes series. They haven't won big series. You know, Ben Stokes has won a big series. He has won an Ashes series. So has Joe Root. So has Jimmy Anderson. They've won many. But this younger generation, this new income into the England side, they actually haven't won many big series. And I just don't think they're going to get the big trophies unless they just tinker with the style that they play. Yeah, I'm loving. I'm loving the analogies, Mike. <laughs> We're yeah. on classic cars, but I, I think I think why he's perhaps not pouring. Listen, everyone goes through a lack of form and what have you. But I think also it's the amount of overs he's bowling. 
and the and the pressure that is sometimes under in the field. Lovely when you're a batter, you know, you're at first slip, second slip, you know, you you, you, you know, you're concentrating in the field, obviously, and what have you. But when you keep getting thrown the ball in these um, really you know, big moments. He's almost he's almost Ben Stokes' go-to spinner through experience. It must it must take something out of you for a start off energy wise and physically, but then also mentally as well. Listen, I've been there. You keep getting you keep getting the ball in those crucial moments. I need a wicket. I need a wicket. It blood it it it, it takes it out of you. Yeah. I come I'd come off the field. You know, after you've bowled, you know, in heat and in the dirt and the ball's pinging around and sixes and fours and partnerships and things like that, you'd be absolutely shattered. Is that why you didn't get the runs you should have done, Phil? That's why I didn't get the runs I should have done. That's why you'd be very, very tired. Yeah. You know? But not just physically, but then also mentally. You're out there in the thick of it. You're thinking about field places. You're thinking about who's going here, who's going there. How am I going to get this bloke out? Mentally, you're shot. Yeah. You need that break just to then get yourself back together and start thinking about your batting. So I think that that might have a little reason about it. Reason for it. The, the, the other, the other thing about it is that I don't know if you heard on on the stump mic. Jasper Brun when England were twenty off for three in the second innings, he made a little bit of a chirp how England were defending. Oh, they've gone into the shell. And then the next over, guess what? Johnny Bairstow did. He played a sweep, got out. Yeah. So this England team yeah. have, have got to be wary. The opposition might just start giving them yeah. a bit about the way that they play, and just kind of almost yeah. like tempt them yeah. into going back to being the basketballers if they're not quite playing the basketball. And that's again ego. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've got to try and work the balance right of when they're going to go and when they're going to just sit in and when they're going to, you know, just try and see off a spell. Um, it might not even be in their reckoning. It might not even be in their conversation that they're even considering anything that we're saying. They're probably, and I don't think they'll probably listen to this podcast, but they're probably reading some stuff and listening to one or two comments from ex-players and thinking, nah, not interested. Yeah. Not interested. This is where we're playing. This is what we're about. Uh, ultimately, great have a method, have a style, but um, I think that this generation of player, in particular the captain, Ben, who's wonderful, um, at the end of his career, when he finishes, he would like one or two big trophies in his hand, and at the minute, he doesn't look like he's going to get them. Yeah, sort of mind the windows, Johnny. Interesting if they're susceptible to sledging. <laughs> well, you would, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. You would. You know, if England batted out a maiden, you'd, you'd give them plenty. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, on on Johnny, he's he faced just seven balls in this in this match, and he's averaging seventeen in the series. Uh, McCullum said he's been getting out kind of mildly, which is is obviously true. Uh, we can assume that he's going to stick with him. Oops. He was a sort of poster boy for baseball in the early days, wasn't he? Um, is it just one of those yeah. those slumps, or is it more than that? He's, well, I. I it, do do you look to pull him out of the, of, of of you know the the firing line so to speak? Well, I'm not quite sure about that. He's on 98 Test matches, you know, yeah. Johnny Bairstow. Mm. So if he plays this Test match, probably when he goes back, Harry Brook going to be fit and probably look to you know look to slot in. Perhaps Johnny might be the person to stand aside. You know, I think I think he's I think you've got to stick with him. One thing that Baz is he's loyal, yeah. and, and and I can see him sticking with him and saying, right, come on, Johnny, just get your mojo back and what have you. But as Mike was saying, very difficult place when you're not in Nick to then find it. 
especially if you don't win the toss on a flat and then, you, you know, you're propping and cocking and the ball's spitting and reverse swinging. Difficult to find a bit of form over in India if things haven't gone so well. So I think, I think, I think he will play. I think they will play him and they'll, you know, because... He deserves those. He deserves those two test matches. I think, or am I being a bit sentimental there, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Baz McCullum will play him, no question about that. His last ten innings in India, though, in Test cricket: naught, naught, twenty-eight, naught, thirty-seven, ten, twenty-five, twenty-six, naught, and four. It's not great. So again, it's it's all right to be sentimental, and you know, again, I, sports about winning. It's about putting the best team on the yeah. park, and England again aren't doing their their work well enough if they're not considering someone like Dan Lawrence yeah. who's fresh out the box plays spin nicely uh, offers a few overs of off spin might take a little bit of a uh, a workload out of Joe Root's off spin um, so yeah. I don't think that yeah. and maybe the conversations are being had but those numbers that I've just read out about Johnny in India that, that worries me because you know in the last tour when he started to go downhill it went downhill drastically yeah. you know and in this test match the two shots that he got out to that, that first innings called it he had a, he went back to a, a half volley. Yeah. You know, went right back on the stumps to a ball that it was just a forward defence length. So that's a bit con- uh, concerning that he's he's either not focusing on the ball or he's he's premeditating what the bowler's doing, which is a little bit of a worry. And that's what what generally happens when you're out the runs. You start to premeditate. Um, he is dangerous though when 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 we start questioning his place in the team. That's when Johnny becomes very dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a point to prove mentality, which is what Johnny generally always needs. So England will stick by him, but I, I, I would think that it would be worth the conversation to generally chat about, is it worth Dan Lawrence coming in just to freshen up that batting line, to just give a fresh mind against these uh, Indian bowlers? Yeah. Um, one question I want to ask both your guys, as, as we mentioned, uh, England were 224 for two at the start of the third morning. They then lost the next 18 wickets for a combined 217 runs. Uh, you, you, you boys will have been involved in some batting collapses in your time. Um, how can you right the ship when that gets going, or is that sort of momentum that you can't really fight against? <laughs> I play. I was twelfth man in one of the biggest ones. I think England when they got bowled out for forty six in Trinidad by Kirtley Ambrose, and um, it was amazing actually. <laughs> But the guys walked off, and and you could see in their eyes. We I think I think we only needed to knock off about two hundred or two twenty, and I'm sort of sitting there. I've been having a snooze, and they've come walking off, and I've seen the guys getting the pads on, and there was a little bit of a sort of a glaze in the eyes, and and I could sort of I'm sort of going, well, hold on a minute, we only need to knock off two twenty here. Why is no one really sort of saying everything? And there's just a little nod, and there's a little sort of a little sort of a frisson. In the, in, in the dressing room of sort of like, what's going on here? And then um, we lost one early. Robin Smith played the most immaculate forward defensive. If you look it up on YouTube, I've ever seen. But then the, the middle stump went out the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and he was still sat there playing this immaculate forward defensive with no, no middle stump. I've gone... Has, has he got a hole in his bat? The only reason it, it must have gone through his bat... But um, and then and then I sort of and then all of a sudden people were scrabbling. Um, Jack Russell's looked like his hand fell off <laughs> when he gloved one off a of curtly. And um, and then and then the last five England batters were all sat in a row outside the dressing room, fully padded up, 
helmet sword. <laughs> and it was almost like you were sort of tapping them on the head, you know, before they they were like sort of like paratroopers, you know, go, go, go. So once it happens, once that, um, once that sort of, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking the for? Rot once sets that sort in. of frightenedness. Yes, once the rot sets in, it's very difficult to stop. And that's where you have got to try and play it because the guys, and then we just all sort of collapsed in a heap after being bowled out for 46. There were runouts. There were all sorts of things. People were falling over trying to get their pads on and everything. It was just chaos. Very difficult to stop. How about you, Mike? Have you ever been uh, captain when, when one of those happened? Did you try to right the ship? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I'm trying to... I think Pakistan, uh, one year, uh, I think we got blown away in a session by Shoy Bakhtar. I remember it, it, in counter cricket, I remember David Byers, the Yorkshire captain uh, at Leicester one year. He won the toss and it was a bit of a... He said, oh, we're going to have to fight for the first session and then it'll get easier in the afternoon. Well, Chris Silverwood was in the England squad at the Trent Bridge. Didn't get selected, so he got in his car to drive to, to, to Leicester to be a part of our game. <laughs> He had to skid through the gates at Leicester at 11.55 because he was next in at number 11. <laughs> I think we bowled out in an hour and 20. <laughs> yeah. He was right, the skipper. We, we had to fight hard in the first session because it did a bit. They bowled us out. I, I just think, yeah. again, in, in test cricket and in, in a five-match series, it, it, it's sometimes that you lose a test match, but you take something into the next test match. And I thought England in the second innings, it was always going to be difficult, but... What I was looking for, I was thinking, can you just keep India out there for 80-odd overs, 90 overs? And even if you lose, get 20 overs into Jasprit Bumrah. Mm-hmm. Because what will happen then is Jasprit will definitely not play in the fourth test yeah, match. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think with the the, the, the limited amount of overs that Jasprit Bumrah played, I'd be amazed if India aren't going to Jasprit. Look, you play the fourth test, winners the series, and then you can have the last test match off. You get two and a half weeks off before the IPL. You know, I think yeah. these little things that allow you to happen, you know, these kind of situational plays and these kind of uh, moments in Test cricket, in particular in a five-match series, is what makes Test match cricket great because you can take something from one test that affects the next Test match. And I think by England getting blown away in 39 overs, Jasper hardly bowled, an extra day off, I'd be amazed if he doesn't play the next Test match, Phil. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? As you say, win the series, Jasper, come on, mate. You got him on toast. You play the next game. Doesn't matter if there's Dharma Salala, whatever it's called, for the fifth test match. Uh, where it's what's what it did, called? What did, you, what did you call it? Dharma Salata. Dharma Salala. <laughs> it sounds like a very sounds like a very nice Indian dish. <laughs> Dharam Shala. Right. I mean, you know, where it's meant where it's meant where it's meant to nip around a little bit and be good for seamers and what have do you. I, do, I you want say, bread or, do I want naan bread or jibati with my dharma salala? <laughs> Listen, he plays. I'd be going up to him going, give me one more game. You're my premier. We, we can put this series to bed and then we can all have a mess about in the last test match. Who cares? We've won the series. As you say, Mike, it goes back to your point, winning the series. So for my money, I reckon he plays. Then, if he doesn't play, that again gives England a little bit of hope, gives him a little bit of a, a, a chance, a window that they've then got to take. Right, no Bumrah. Okay, let's stop just getting out to whoever comes in. There's maybe be no Shammy and these guys. If there's no Bumrah, 
let's not give our wickets away to this new fella or something. You know, Phil, how, how many times? How many times in this series are we going to have that moment where you go, oh, there's no Virat Kohli. Ooh, great opportunity. No Mohamed Sam. Ooh, go on, great opportunity. Oh, Ravi Ashwin, he's out for the test. Ooh, what an opportunity. England 207 wow, for two. In days, ooh, what an opportunity. Ooh, no Jasper Brummer. Ooh, what an opportunity. How many times? <laughs> But it seems to be a lot. That's all I keep saying. And that's why, and, and I think that, that was just the frustration, and that has been the frustration, because you do know what this England side can do. Yeah. You know, if, mm. if anyone can come back from 2-1 down, I'll tell you something, it is this side. Yeah. It is this side, because they just, you know, well, ben, they, they've just feel a bit smarter for money. Yeah. Uh, ben Stokes, in his interview with uh, Stefan uh, Shemit on the BBC, uh, he was asked about, you know, it's 2-1 down with two to play. Um, I guess you've got no other option. He said, yep, win the last two, win the series 3-2. And he went, just like the Ashes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. One thing thing I am... We've been talking talking a lot about the batting. I am slightly concerned about the bowling. You know, they've they've bowled well, they've bowled nicely, you know, uh, for a very green spin bowling attack. But, um, you know... I think that they've got the measure of them a little bit now. Yeah. The pitches, haven't they? If you go back to the first week when the pitch was, uh, well, it was a beach, yeah. wasn't it? It was ragging. It actually brought in yeah. England spinners into the yeah. game. The yeah. last two weeks were obviously batting first helps, but it hasn't really ragged. You know, it spun no, slowly, slowly as well, which it's almost defining the, the quality in the two spin attacks. Now, England have got a very inexperienced spin attack. Very, very difficult yeah, to, you know, force this Indian uh, batting lineup under a huge amount of pressure. And obviously, India have Jadeja, uh, Kuldeep Yadav, who's bowled beautifully. You know, he really has made a yeah. big difference in the series. And obviously, Ashwin, who's world-class, who's just got his 500th Test match wicket. And either India have, uh, have found <clears throat> that on these flatter wickets, uh, the quality generally shines through. On, on, a, on a wicket like we saw in the first Test match in Hyderabad, you know, you didn't actually need to be a big spinner of the ball to get purchased out of that pitch. It was a pitch that was... Yeah. Um, creating all the movement. Um, and I think India have found a better way to play against the England side on, on a flatter wicket. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we are now joined by our man in India, the Telegraph's chief cricket correspondent, Nick Holt. Um, Nick, uh, I've just been on Amazon. I have just downloaded your book because, uh, well, really, I should have downloaded it a while ago. Um, but you've quite literally written the book on baseball. Thought it'd be good for you to give your assessment on what is, you know, a reasonably controversial word, uh, what it means, what you think it means, uh, and how you think the philosophy will adapt to the last Test match, which is probably the the biggest setback to baseball in the uh, Brendan McCullum era. Don't think they'll change. I, I, we spoke to Brendan yesterday, and uh, I, I, I anticipate that 
they'll probably carry on their same way. I, I, the philosophy of of, of Basball, so called, uh, is that they're always looking to be positive, and that message will not change. They're always going to look to put the pressure on the opposition with the bat, try and take twenty wickets, and chase every ball to the boundary. That's their simple philosophy. Um, the messaging externally to us is the same as it is internally to, to the team, and that's to keep going. Um, now, the, the the challenge for this team is adapting their methods to Indian surfaces, and that's probably what they've not done in the last two tests. They've been unlucky with the toss. They've batted second, uh, batted last uh, on day four, and that's been very, very hard for them. Um, and I just I think that... Joe Root, they will put their arm around him and they will say that was a good shot. There was nothing wrong with it. It was just your execution was slightly off. Do it again. Yes. I mean, but the, part of the criticism of that shot, and I suppose it's sort of the criticism of basketball in the, in the wake of the defeat, is the shot is fair enough. And obviously he, he wheeled it out first um, against uh, Wagner, went against New Zealand uh, summer before last. He used it against Cummins and that's all fine and good, but it's, and it's the the shot in itself. There's no problem with it. He does it when there's no third man, and so it's sort of it's about risk and reward, but it's about when he played it, um, and that's where the criticism has come. Yeah, and I, I I'm not a spokesman for basketball. I wrote the book, but that doesn't necessarily mean there are not issues with it at times, and it doesn't come off. I think one thing we have to sort of stop doing with basketball is stop having a referendum on it after every single game and look at it in the, on, as, as a yeah. whole, because uh, that's what seems to happen. When they have a great day, basketball's amazing. When they lose, it's all the fault of basketball. And I think you kind of have to move away yeah, yeah. from that and look at the team. They've played 21 tests, and they're playing much better cricket, and everybody wants to watch them. And I'm talking to the England fans today on the flight, and they they loving it. They're absolutely loving it, even though they're disappointed yeah. Last. Everybody's entertained by it. I think the problem with Joe Root was he plays that shot well when he's in form, and he's actually at the moment not in form, so he got it slightly wrong. Yeah. I think it's a shot he plays when he's in. Nick. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be massive for him this week. The Boomer's not playing as well, so you know maybe that that, that will have more of an impact than Basball yeah. in his philosophy. I mean, and that point about constant referendums on Basball, that's kind of the point on one level about Basball, isn't it? It's the Rudyard Kipling approach. You know, you treat both triumph and disaster. The same, um, and it, it, it's supposed to take the fact that um, cricket writers, cricket fans, do generally have a referendum after every single um, test match, um, and take that out of the equation. Yes, they do, and uh, we—it's always been the case: winning and lose that they do cop a lot. <laughs> they, they do cop a lot of criticism, and if you play yeah. this way, you're actually challenging the way that most people view the the way that Test cricket should be played and the methods that Test cricket should be played. So if it does go wrong, you are going to take a little bit more criticism. Um, I think what was a disappointing, I suppose, in 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 Rajkops, they were in such a great position in the game, and they just yeah, yeah. That was the turning point. The result is sort of freakish, isn't it? That that margin of victory um, doesn't really tell the story. Really, they weren't that far apart as a team, um, but that was the first time. Um, since the Stokes era started, that I've seen England take the field really flat. You could tell that after their collapse in the yeah. first innings, I was looking through the binoculars, looking at Stokes, looking at Mark Wood and a couple of the others, and they looked they looked like they did towards the back end of the Joe Root time. They looked a beaten right. team. Um, that's the first time I've seen that. So that's the one thing that they're going to have to uh, address and sort of and, and lift the plays. And I think that's why the messaging was so strong afterwards, because... 
Uh, they wanted to make sure that the players still know the coaches are behind them and they're 100% uh, buying into this this way of playing. And that's going to be tricky, isn't it? Sort of turning things around in the middle of a an away series. Yeah, but it's even harder if you start doubting the way you're doing things. We've seen England yes, teams before suddenly go back on what they're doing and then they really are in a downward spiral. And that's whether they're in England, India or Australia. They're the two places where it happens, where teams start losing and they start uh, falling away. And then McCullough said that yesterday. He said, as soon as you start doubting and changing things, that's really when the game's up. So I can understand that that's the way they're going to go. I, 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 actually, I mean, at the start of the series, I think we'd have taken 2-1 at this point. Disappointing is that... Well, arguably they could they could be winning three 0 if they've taken their chances in both games. But that's the the, yeah. the same as where we were with with England uh, in the Ashes and us against Australia. So, do you think uh, Brendan McCallum will get be able to get them back up? Have you sort of? I know you've been in transit today. Have you seen the England team? Have you um, been able to assess their mood? We'll have a better idea tomorrow. I think they're going to have to freshen things up. I think that's what happened in the Ashes. Uh, the Hedinley, they brought Wood and Wokes into the team. Mo and Ali came back as well um, after missing the Lord's Test. And that, that did, did, did freshen them. It's obviously harder to do that on tour. So the challenge is greater now. Yeah. Um, they haven't got that many ways they can turn. Uh, Jimmy won't play, I'm sure. Probably Mark Wood won't play. That means they're going to have to make changes. Uh, I su- suspect that Ollie Robinson will definitely seem will definitely play. He will bring something else. He's got a lot to prove. He's uh, got to show that he's hungry and yeah. really wants it at this level because he's averaging 21 from 19 tests. We know he's got the talent. Uh, it's just he's gone missing a few times. Um, so that's so bringing in fresh blood. They haven't really got a lot of play where to go with the batting. I can't see them bringing Lawrence in at this stage for Bearstow. The other thing that could happen, of course, is Ben Stokes bowling, and that will probably perhaps be a bit of a lift. Yeah, because I mean, last time we chatted, um, you were pretty clear that uh, he wasn't going to bowl this series. Yeah. <laughs> he's obviously been bowling in practice, um, but he, he he's just sort of surprising himself with how quickly he's recovering. Is that is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, he's an impulsive man, Stokes, as well. So don't forget that he's probably yeah. been itching to bowl throughout this series. Uh, give me the he must yeah, be watching it, thinking I, I can do it, I can do it. This is where McCullum might have to step in and we'll see whether he's uh, able to do that um, and just say to Ben, oh, let's look at the bigger picture here. Because whilst this series is important, you don't want Ben having a relapse um, and jeopardising bowling again in the future. Because I think he's quite satisfied the knee is fine. That's OK. He's getting the rest of his body up to the rigor- rigours of bowling because he hasn't done it for so long. He hasn't bowled since the Lord's Test. Uh, so... It's getting the rest of him ready to bowl. And you know what Ben's like. You want to come in and you want to bang the ball in hard and bowl five overs of bouncers on the trot. So he's not going to hold back if he bowls. So I think that's a big decision they're going to have to make um, over the next 24 hours. They'll probably announce the team tomorrow. Um, Like I say, Robinson probably come in. They could bring Bashir in as well um, and go with one seamer. We'll yeah. know when we see the pitch, but I, I suspect the pitch here will just be a bit like the last two because I think they've realised if you have a good pitch, also if it's bouncy, it stops the England team sweeping so effectively, and I think that's a big thing as well. Um, and how about the India team? Are they are they announcing tomorrow as well? They Do you expect to see changes there? It's obviously been quite a lot of flux. Uh, yeah, there'll definitely be changes in the Indian side because Jasper Bummer wasn't on the flight today, so uh, he's not playing. He, oh, that's interesting. Pretty much certain they're going to rest him unless they're going to rush him over and something happens. Um, KL Rahul will probably come into the side for Patadar, so that strengthens them with a more experienced player. Um, 
whether they pick Axar Patel. I suspect they won't. You called it Yadav's bowl pretty well. I would say that would be the same te- the same yeah. attack and um and Boomer misses out and that's uh, that 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 is huge for for Joe Root, I think. I think Boomer's in his head a little bit and that may have been why he played that shot as well. <laughs> um and because he didn't yeah. perhaps trust his defence to hang in there and, and Boomer not playing will make a big difference. But England have had chances before yeah. in this series yeah. against a weakened India team and not taken them, so Absolutely true. Let's hope they can take it in the fourth test. Brilliant, Nick. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. One last question, chaps. Um, Zach Crawley was uh, on the end of another marginal LBW dismissal. Stokes said um, that we should do away with umpires. Cool. What's your view on that? Well, I'm not. I'm not sure about umpire's call, but I must admit I do agree with Ben that when the pitchers come up, the ball has got to be hitting the stumps. It was actually missing the stumps, which I, I looked at and I said, "Oh, that does," you know. But then the figures, I don't know. I think said that it was it in the stumps, but then the pitchers put the ball wasn't in the stumps or something. Listen, you, you can't get into that mindset. I know it's difficult. You think the world's against you. You think you're getting the rubbing, you know, the wrong end of the sort of stick, so to speak, with um, the DRSs. I think you've just got to try and put it out of your mind. Um, I think umpires call. Uh, I think you've got to keep it just to give the. Otherwise, you may as well have a hat stand yeah. instead of an umpire. Well, it's there to deal with the margin of error as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yes, that's right. I tell you what, we'll we'll have some quick test matches. If yeah. every single ball that's hitting the stumps is out, you know, I, I get, I get his point because clearly the ball's hitting the stumps is going to knock the bales off, you know, so you are out. Uh, but I just think that there does need to be those marginal ones which goes with the decision on the field. You know, I, I still believe that that needs to to be the case. But you know, what England have got to be very careful of that they that, that they almost seem to be thinking that the, the DRS is against yeah. them. You know, when you get into that mentality that not only you're playing a tough team in tough conditions, uh, a team that's very hard to beat, if you start thinking that the DRS is is being tinkered with <laughs> in a way that's not going to help you, uh, it, it's it's just a, a mentality that, that I just don't think England need to to be going down. It, it's all about their the quality of play. They'd have caught Rohit Sharma on day one. Yeah. It'd have been 40 for four. We're talking about a different test yeah, match. Yeah. If they'd have played better with the batting hand on day three, we're talking about a, a, a better test match. If they'd have batted better in the second innings, we're talking about a closer test match. And I just hoping, and I'm sure they are, I just hope they're focusing more on the cricket skills of how they can improve rather than looking at the DRS. Yeah, yeah when I see the pitchers come up on the telly and the bloke's being given out, I do want to see <laughs> the ball hitting the stumps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I might be going a little bit, hold on a minute, that's not quite right. I thought that looks like it's missed the stump. So just get that right. But uh, I'll make it right, Mike. Um, they did They did look a bit They did look a bit dodgy, though, didn't they? I must admit, from the naked eye and even on the replay, I thought, oh, that's high. You know, above mm. the knee roll and everything and all that. From yeah, what I thought, Ollie Pope's, Ollie Pope's filling the first things looked a little bit. Yeah, that LBW Siraj, yeah. it looks. But you, you get, yeah. you get, you know, you get the odd one that's a little bit yeah. spicy on the eye. But I mean, it's, again, it's easy for us to say on a podcast. But fundamentally, England lost by four hundred and thirty-four. They didn't lose because of the <laughs> DRS decisions. I think, I think that's safe to say. That's all for us today. Thanks to Mike and Phil. Uh, and a big thank you to Nick Holt for joining us too. The three of us are back next week with all the reaction to the fourth test. 
There's also plenty of great coverage over on the Telegraph website for you in the meantime. And if you've missed any previous episodes, they're all available on the Vaughnian and Tuffers Cricket Club feed. Make sure to check out the Telegraph Cricket newsletter. You can get it in your inbox every Wednesday by signing up at telegraph.co.uk forward slash cricket hyphen nerd. That's telegraph.co.uk forward slash cricket hyphen nerd. So until next week, goodbye.